Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, this is Jewel Taker from the Jewel Taker Show on Impact Network. Also, you can watch me and my family on The Tankers on Prime Amazon or watch me and my sister's Chatter Talk Show on Fox. So me and my girls, Dr. D.D. Freeman, Monique Islet Mosley, Real Talk Kim, and Holly Carter. And you're watching. Rudy Radio. to Rudy Radio, powered by Rude Rangers Entertainment. I'm Tara Renee from African American Women in Cinema Organization, and this is Talk with Tara, a show that highlights fantastic filmmakers, artists, and entertainers, entrepreneurs from all walks of life. We're committed to introducing you to individuals, organizations, and projects of which you're not necessarily aware, and we do this with the intention of uplifting, empowering, and enlightening you. If you can please share this episode on all your social media platforms, we'd also love it. Text your friends and ask them to tune in. Today, I have a very special guest, a young lady who is just super dynamic. I'm so grateful that she is able to be with us today. And I get to share her with all of you. She is the dynamic, beautiful Roxy. Roxy Digital. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Tara. Mostest of the mostest. How are you? <laughs> Listen, I am great. It is another quarantine Saturday, and I have survived. <laughs> and we are here. Well, well, I I understand, but thank God you're safe. And how yeah. how you're feeling these days? How are you feeling? You know, I thought when we got into quarantine and then mm-hmm. the pandemic life, which I jokingly call it, that it would be easier because <laughs> we're all doing stuff from home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the comfort level of being home mm-hmm. is, hey, when I want to take a nap, I'll do it. You know, <laughs> you know when I want to take a little break, when I want to walk away, I'll do it. But, mm-hmm. you know, surprisingly enough, and I think other people have noticed this as well, Mm-hmm. You do more work. It's actually yes. more work doing work from home because <laughs> you forget about the housework that you do at home, <laughs> coupled with your actual work, and now you're tired at home, which doesn't even make any sense. Which I, now I understand why people are begging to go back to the work. <laughs> like now I understand the separation of this is why I, esca- I escaped every day for eight hours. To be away from my family. <laughs> it, all it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Now it all makes sense. You know, people were like, oh, it's the rat race. Yeah. No, 
Put me back in the race. I want to run. Put me back. So that's how I feel. I'm I'm conflicted. I was like, bump this home. Can I get a nap a day? Or can we take a walk? I feel like somebody needs to. You know how people walk their dog in Central Park? Uh Somebody walk me. (laughs) I want to go on a walk. Uh, I get it. Well, that's good. That's good. This should be a movie, you know, quarantine life. Right. And really deep, you know, get down to the insight mm-hmm. of what really goes on from a psychological right. perspective. Right. When we wow. turn into zombies afterwards, <laughs> start walking around. We start enjoying everything. We start enjoying throwing rocks in the water. We're about to go buck wild. <laughs> Oh, no, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I love it. That's the title of it, Roxy. Rocks in the water. Isn't that something? Rocks in the water. <laughs> people people going swimming and they don't know how to swim. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, one of the reasons why I am just so excited and elated to have you uh, mm-hmm. on board and to share you with the audiences your incredible background. Uh, certainly, you are known for your voice. You have the radio voice. That is the honest God truth. Thank I you. know that the listeners will will uh, uh, keen in on that. And my question is, what drew you into media? Um, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that sounds broad, but like, when I was in college, I went to St. John's. Shout out to St. John's in Queens. All right. uh, Queens. I still mm-hmm. go there, but we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> I I was a Spanish major, so I wanted to be a wow. high school Spanish teacher. And really? then I started, yeah, I started college the year of 2001. So if, if mm-hmm. we all are of a certain age on this, you know, show mm-hmm. and call, you'll understand what happened in 2001. That was when mm-hmm. um, the towers were hit, the mm-hmm. World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. So it was a Tuesday morning and I was in my Spanish literature class and the teacher Mm -hmm. said in Spanish, the towers have just been hit. Oh, all classes ended. All classes were suspended. The campus was shut down. Mm. We couldn't leave. And Mm. I wasn't a dorm student. I was a commuter. I lived like 20 minutes. Mm. I was like, damn, Mm. I can't leave. What am I going to do around here? So I started Mm. walking around and having a real grown up conversation with myself. And I was Mm -hmm. 19. Mm. I, want, I want to be a teacher. Is this mm-hmm. really what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is this really how I want to spend my life? Blah blah. blah. And for wow. real, like, it was. It wasn't so much that it was a the climax because I was too young to have a climax in my career <laughs> at that point because I was mm-hmm. just starting a career or mm-hmm. like laying out what I was supposed to do in said career. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Mm-mm. I don't think I'm going to do you know, follow through with the Spanish and education for some reason, because mm. today, mm. you know, mm. who knew we were sitting in class, you know, 11 of us, and who knew that the World Trade Centers were going to be hit? Wow. So it was kind of like a realization of, look how short life is. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. on our campus mm-hmm. uh, knew people in the buildings and wow. family members. So um, that was mm. the grown part of my self-conversation was, wow, people lost their lives today. People that mm. were in that building that worked in that building for years. Um, people mm. who just started out who were just getting into that building. Mm. Um, so because everybody's life is short, including mm-hmm. mine, let me do something mm-hmm. that, that I love. And not that I didn't mm-hmm. love teaching, 
I tapped into the other thing that I love. The other thing I love was mm-hmm. race. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. man, you know, because since I was seven, I was like, I used to listen to wow. Wendy, Wendy Williams. I used to listen to <laughs> seven um, mm-hmm. to, to Sonny on the radio because oh, wow. that's who was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I want to be like Wendy. So I went mm-hmm. to the bursars, registrars, wherever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to my advisor. And I changed my major. And I was like, I think I'm going to do wow. this radio thing and I never looked back so that was wow fall 2001 when I first started mm-hmm. St. John's I changed my major within the first two weeks and mm-hmm. that's how I got into it never looked back wow. mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. 2001 September 11 2001 changed my whole career mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you write you know I think 2001 was a defining moment in many lives because I remember uh, just seeing the big uh, gaping hole mm-hmm. in the tower, in, in one of the towers. And I thought, oh, my Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, ironically, I found out that there was a young lady uh, by the name of Tara who perished in oh, the man. World Trade Center. And mm-hmm. uh, it just really brought some things home with me. So... That's understandably, and uh, kudos to you for making that divine shift that put you on a path to certainly uh, mm-hmm. expand and share your gift with the world. So kudos to you for doing that. Who inspired? Well, you you talked about Wendy and some of the people who inspired you. Anyone else inspired you? Just as far as radio, mm-hmm. Wendy, um, Kathy Hughes, because she started. Oh, yeah. Like she, mm-hmm. she did, like she went through it, through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really anybody in radio who not only got onto radio, especially New York radio and survived mm-hmm. it, but yeah. used their platforms to do other things, which mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to be in the building and work around legends who I saw branching out and not just mm. sticking to being on the mic like funk flex like angie mm-hmm. martinez mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like oh man jeff fox like it mm-hmm. was great to have those kinds of conversations with them i got mm-hmm. i got my time to have a, a conversation with flex i got to interview mm-hmm. him for something i was doing for wow. grad school. i got mm-hmm. my time to talk to deja vu i got my time mm-hmm. to talk to mm-hmm. i was really close with jeff Mm-hmm. Um, really close with Mike Shannon and mm-hmm. they just sat and they were talking about other things that they do and other passions and I was like oh that's cool that mm-hmm. only uh, the they don't only do radio they do other things and right I said that to myself too I was like well why mm-hmm. pigeonhole yourself and just mm-hmm. do one thing mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. has an ability to do more mm-hmm. than one thing that's right so, um, I was like maybe the teaching mm-hmm. that I left mm-hmm. I can go back to uh, mm-hmm. Which, you know, is funny because today that's exactly what I did. And I was like, I don't think I'm, you know, failing by leaving something. I think I'm mm-hmm. just going to do it my way and come mm-hmm. back to it when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I learned by seeing everybody, you know, branch off. And really, that's the mm-hmm. smartest thing you can do in radio is not just mm-hmm. think to yourself, oh, I'm going to be doing radio for 25 mm-hmm. years. That's that's hardly the norm anymore. That happened. Right. Back in the day, that's that happened mm-hmm. to the 
you know, Karen Hunters, the mm-hmm, Wendy mm-hmm. Williams, the mm-hmm. Guy Higginsons. They could yes. last that long on radio because mm-hmm. that was that era of radio. Now, mm-hmm. you're lucky if you make five years because wow. here today, gone tomorrow. You know, That's the true. ratings are down. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, who knows if the station doesn't flip formats, who knows? Mm-hmm. That? If mm-hmm. the station doesn't make money, who knows? Right. That's you know? right. The pandemic alone showed uh, how strong radio is. Nobody's in the studio anymore. Everybody does their shows from home. Uh, that's true. Um, that's so, so true. You almost have to have a backup. Like what mm. else? You, it's a it's a career where mm-hmm. you have to say in all mm-hmm. media, really, but to mm-hmm. me specifically, I'm talking about radio. You mm-hmm. have to have you, you might have to have another passion. <laughs> you have to have another <laughs> like what's your mm-hmm. side gig? It's almost mm-hmm. like an automatic question from people when they ask me, hey, mm-hmm. what do you do? Oh, what what mm-hmm. else do you do besides radio? Because <laughs> if you mm-hmm. don't own the building. That's then, right. <laughs> you know, are, are you going, are you about to tell us that you can predict how long you're going to be on this air? <laughs> Thank God for teaching and education and, and you go. the power to like be and think like an entrepreneur. Because I had to learn a lot real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of people because you know, and and uh, you hit you're hit hitting the mark because the pandemic came in so quickly. It was here, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. due to the leadership we had, you know, who kept ignoring it, right? And 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 then it became like the Titanic where it couldn't be ignored anymore mm-hmm. and it just threw everything off. But on that note, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Talk with Tara presented by African-American Woman in Cinema right here on Rudy Radio. Hi, I'm Harry Confetti, International Formula One driver. I spent to get to Long Island Telecom before they closed. I need to get one of these fantastic deals that Long Island Telecom has, because you can't beat the price anywhere else. Oh, get away from that car! What are you doing? Freaking kids playing with the car out there. Anyway, I'm glad I got here. Wait, what do you mean you're closing? I gotta come back tomorrow? What's your number? 631-833-9679? Oh, stop writing me a ticket! We're having a conversation with African-American filmmakers. Join the African-American Women in Cinema Filmmaker Series at the Clubhouse. Presented by I Am the Color of Beautiful Global. Every Monday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. AAWIC on Clubhouse. Join us on the Clubhouse app for this inspiring conversation. Hosted by Karen Moore, founder of I Am the Color of Beautiful Global. Join us this Monday at 6 p.m. on the Clubhouse app for African American Women in Cinema's Filmmaker Series. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I am Madame Francois, and I'm introducing my new luxury skincare brand that's available to you at an attainable price. Discover my beauty secrets, luxurious, effective ingredients with proven results, and a price tag that doesn't break the bank. Come indulge with me at lesmadamefrancois.com. Hey, this is Jewel Taker from the Jewel Taker Show on Impact Network. Also, you can watch me and my family on The Tankers on Prime Amazon or watch me and my sister's Chatter Talk Show on Fox. So me and my girls, Dr. D.D. Freeman, Monique Islet Mosley, Real Talk Kim, and Holly Carter. And you're watching Rudy Radio. Welcome back to Talk With Tara. I am Tara Renee from African American Woman in Cinema. And today we're talking with Roxy Digital, who's talking about her passions in addition to her wonderful radio voice. <laughs> Roxy, I see, <laughs> I see uh, uh, here that you are passionate about storytelling and community activism can you talk about them well i'm always like i'm like the kick it on the stoop chick so <laughs> a lot of my interviews are almost like we're sitting on your stoop and we're talking about what happened so mm -hmm. um a lot of the times and this kind of has benefited me mm -hmm. and taken me to new opportunities um mm -hmm. i've interviewed like celebrities or whoever, it doesn't have to be a celebrity that's like, yo, I like your vibe. Like, I didn't <laughs> feel like this was an interview. And mm -hmm. that has gotten me into doors that, Lord, wow. I, I, did, I didn't know um, could I could walk through. Um, mm -hmm. So for example, uh, I had mm -hmm. a podcast called One on One with Roxy. And mm -hmm. I used to record it um, out of the CBS studios on 57th Street. Oh, wow. Um, in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, at the Westwood One Studios, they had a little, you know, uh, interviewing booth or whatever. So mm -hmm. I was interviewing like celebrities, mm -hmm. pop stars, uh, mm -hmm. authors. Manana mm -hmm. um, Shaw. Um, wow. One of them was was Mama Jones. Mm. So she came in. So I thought she was going to talk to me about love and hip hop, and I was like, mm -hmm. "All right, this is going to be a lively conversation." <laughs> quite the character. <laughs> he starts talking about this concept of this new show she has and she was like I want to branch off I don't want to just be known as the first mama of love and hip-hop or Jim mm -hmm. Jones's mother mm -hmm. um, I want my own thing I want my own identity I want something that is an ode to where you know I lived and grew up and something that's real New York and mm -hmm. that show she was speaking of was Cheers to Harlem oh wow and, um, I was like well what is Cheers to Harlem could you give mm -hmm. me the content? So she was like, oh, it's um, it's kind of like, you know, the show Cheers, mm -hmm. um, like where it's like situated at a bar, like the mm -hmm. location and everybody comes together and talks about what's going on. Mm -hmm. and I was like, that's cool. 
And she was like, but it'll mainly be broadcasted from Harlem. So we're trying to mm. find a, like a bar location in Harlem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was like, you know, I'm just setting it up now. It's just an idea now, but I'm like looking for a co-host. So mm -hmm. I jokingly said in the interview, oh, I'd love to be that. I love to do that. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, I love to drink. I love bars. I love Harlem. And lo and behold, two to three years later, we just got picked up from wow. work, and I am her. Uh, and, you know, wow! It's, it's the little things. Congratulations. <laughs> you may be joking about, and that's through telling a story. Mm. So hell, now I tell a bunch of stories now. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, right <laughs> anything so um and wow. storytelling too is also how you learn mm -hmm. um storytelling too uh, the first one-on-one about radio they tell you to be personable to not be you know so robotic and relate to people mm. um you know and be be personable so mm -hmm. that's that's how I got so ahead in radio, or at least the reputation of, wow, she's a good interviewer. It's because I let mm -hmm. my guard down when somebody comes in. It could be the biggest of biggest of celebrities mm -hmm. to be just up and coming. I mm -hmm. always feel the same. So that's mm -hmm. my consistency throughout. Um, I even remember interviewing Common. Wow. Um, it wasn't it wasn't the common that we all know now. It was mm. common that was just starting out, but we knew mm. him as the neo soul. Mm -hmm. But he was just moving on up to like almost that Oscar winning common. Mm. And it was funny after our interview, he was like, hey, "What is your sign?" I was like, mm. "I don't ever think I've heard a celebrity ask me what my zodiac sign was." So I was like, "I'm an Aquarius." He's like, "That's why." He was like, you was like amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh. Common wow. is amazing. <laughs> um, but he was like, no, for real. It's like I was just talking to my little sister. And I was like, oh, that's great. That's uh, great to be validated and heard from someone uh -huh. like Common that it felt mm -hmm. like he was coming to kick it with me. So mm. was, um, that's thankfully one thing in 16 years of doing this that I've mm -hmm. always gotten the same comment. Like, you mm -hmm. do this flawlessly and i was mm -hmm. like it's a story it's a you're telling me your story and i'm mm -hmm. listening to it and i might the way we interact the, the way it it comes about as the mm -hmm. interview is going i might share a story with you mm -hmm. so it's that back mm -hmm. and forth mm -hmm. and it can either turn into a best friendship mm -hmm. or like, you know, i'll see you again for a second interview <laughs> So yeah, so those two things. And then I think you also mentioned, so you said storytelling mm -hmm. and- Activism, which and is activism. very, ooh, we're living in the era right now, Roxy. Yeah. So much, you know, activism. Yeah, How listen, did you get into that? From from baby, from wow. little. Uh, because I always, I always went to Catholic school, but that really had nothing to do with it. But I, I have to mention that because mm -hmm. a big thing in Catholic school was service. So mm -hmm. we had to learn about it, you know, going mm -hmm. to do community service and wrapping mm -hmm. gifts for kids mm -hmm. that were underprivileged. And mm -hmm. a lot of it too had to do with my home life. Like uh, my mother was that way. She loved to, mm -hmm. um, you know, not do community service. I don't know how to say it, but like mm -hmm. just be a service to others. Because I mean, naturally, she was a nurse. So naturally, oh, that's what okay. they do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. that that was in her. But like, mm -hmm. not just in her to do the job, but in her to be like, hey, I don't just 
I'm not just a nurse. I'll, I'll help mm-hmm. anybody in need. Wow. So like when you see that in the home and then mm-hmm. on top of that, you are in a school which institutes the, you know, the principle of. Mm-hmm. So it was always ingrained anywhere I went. I mean, down from the Catholic school I went to, to the high school I went to, to mm-hmm. the organizations that I got a part of, to my sorority. Mm-hmm. Everything had service in it. I was like, wow, I can't escape this. So, <laughs> you know, I guess this is life. Mm-hmm. So um, I just got used to, um, and I used to say this, I don't do it as mm-hmm. much now. Well, obviously, because we're in a pandemic, but mm-hmm. every holiday, I promise you, it was Christmas or Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I never, yes, I I celebrated with my family, but I never mm-hmm. started the day with my family. I started the day mm-hmm. with other families. Wow. I started the day in the soup kitchen. I started the mm. day... Uh, driving from house to house and um, mm. delivering gifts. I started the mm. day wow. by going to churches. Um, mm-hmm. it, used to be a, it used to be such a thing that people would mm-hmm. hit me on my Facebook, mm. on my Insta, uh, my my DM, and be like, "Hey, you do community service every year. Could you tell me where to go this year, or can I go with you?" Wow, um, that's how much I did it. Um, wow. But like I said, the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and that changed. Mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. physically go to soup kitchens anymore. I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but in every way, even if I can't physically go, I'm like, where can mm-hmm. I send money? Where can I send mm-hmm. my clothes? Mm. So, um, wow. You, it, once, once it's ingrained in you, you can't mm-hmm. stop doing it. You know, it's mm-hmm. almost like a religion if that's how you <laughs> if that's how yeah. you praise, if that's yes. how you, you know, recognize something, that's that's all you know. That's right. That's yeah, right. So, and then that leaked into the, as soon as we started seeing a pattern of, which I guess will unfortunately never end, our black and brown men being and yeah. women being killed, yeah. mm-hmm. then it leaked into protests. Mm-hmm. And, you know, although I can't be at every protest in every city, mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. there's one in New York, mm-hmm. I'm definitely mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when George Floyd and Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. were murdered. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. in the streets of Brooklyn like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. 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 What are we doing? So um, mm-hmm. I'm glad to be a part of those things and like mm-hmm. be a part of history and understand it's not just taking walks and holding picket signs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. you need to be seen and you need to let people know that like we see you like we're not mm-hmm. going to sit here and just be like, well, we'll wait for mm-hmm. the government to handle it or mm-hmm. we'll wait for a bigger voice. You got to be part of the movement and you want to, you know, I know it's a cliche and I hate cliches myself, but you got to be the change you want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I would feel bad if, especially me, I I push Mm -hmm. myself a little bit harder. I'm a harder Mm -hmm. on myself because I'm like, you can't be on the radio Mm -hmm. and be Mm -hmm. in front of these mics and be talking to these people and have all these relationships and not take a stand for what's happening with young men and women. Yeah. You You can't be mentoring young men and women and ignore what's happening in the street. So it, I almost feel like it's my duty mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. you know, be at the front of the picket line. It's my duty mm-hmm. to be at the press conferences. It's my mm-hmm. duty to, if somebody says that they need help or mm-hmm. they need a way to continue this activism or a, be mm-hmm. a platform where they can come on and talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's my duty to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, it, I, I tell you, this is so inspiring uh, listening to you say that because, you know, um, activism uh, certainly runs in my family line as well. Mm-hmm. And it is a 
not only is it a need that you feel that you have to be there, it's a fulfillment you get too when you're participating and doing these things. I had family members who participated in some of the civil rights marches uh, back in the day with uh, Dr. King and and uh, my grandfather attended Dr. King's funeral. So that's certainly in my blood. Mm -hmm. And I can certainly relate to you in what you're saying. And um, seeing the lives that are touched by when you do these things. I mean, you know, that's not a determining factor for me. I do it whether someone is touched or not. I go to the need. But have you received any testimonials from you know, the the input of your activism and how you have really reached out to people. Have you have anyone ever come back to you and say, Roxy, I don't know why or, you know, I am so grateful you did this. I don't know why you did it, but I am grateful because X happened, B happened. We we were able to rest that night because of you. Have anyone come back and, and share? Definitely. Um, I um, am the co-founder of an organization called the No Disrespect Campaign. Ah, and yes. We talked to, and it's me and my business partner, Shawnee Culture. He's the mm-hmm. show producer over at Hot 97. Mm-hmm. And we go to different schools around New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, the borough we've, we've touched the most is Brooklyn. Um, but we've mm-hmm. gone to Harlem and the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. we uh, visit a lot of the same schools. One of those schools mm-hmm. being Erasmus High School, another mm-hmm. being the uh, urban uh, the, the School of Urban Action, I believe, or I may be getting that wrong. Social Action, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I think that's in Harlem. But um, anyways, one of the schools we went to, I believe it was in Harlem. We did we do icebreakers on the stage, so we do an assembly mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. forum where we have mm-hmm. 350 kids go mm-hmm. to um, get on the stage. And, mm-hmm. you know, we make them dance, do something creative in the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, but the number one thing that we do through the icebreakers is try to get them to reveal their personality. Um, wow. Wow. I guess I'll tell you more about yes. that. Yes. Uh, in a few, because well, it's we, a really poignant story. Wow. Well, we have to take another commercial break, but please don't forget to share this episode on your social media platforms. You're listening to Talk with Tara, powered by African-American Women in Cinema on Rudy Radio. Executive Director for Maureen's Haven Homeless Outreach. It is our mission to support the homeless in our community. We provide an emergency winter shelter program, a day center, and support services to help the homeless in our community. 
With your help, we can continue to provide services so critically needed to the homeless in our community. Please visit www.morningshaven.org or call us at 631-727-683. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I am Madame Francois and I'm introducing my new luxury skincare brand that's available to you at an attainable price. Discover my beauty secrets, luxurious, effective ingredients with proven results, and a price tag that doesn't break the bank. Come indulge with me at lesmadamefrancois.com. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome back to Talk with Tara. I am Tara Renee from African American Women in Cinema. And today we're talking with Roxy, who's telling us and sharing with us before he went to break a wonderful and powerful story mm-hmm. about service. Go ahead, Miss Roxy. So uh, me and uh, our organization, me and Shawnee Cultures organization, the No Disrespect campaign, we were doing an assembly style uh, forum in front of like 350, 400 kids at mm. um, uh, Academy of Social Action in Harlem, we invited a young lady up to the stage and we thought she was going to dance and show us some stuff. Um, and she was too shy to do that. So instead we played an icebreaker. It's the toilet mm. tissue icebreaker where mm-hmm. uh, we bring a roll of toilet tissue on the stage, but we don't tell the kids what we're going to do yet. We're just like, mm-hmm. take, you know, uh, cut off as many perforated sheets as you want. So mm-hmm. take as much toilet paper as you want and cut and and uh, and uh, rip off at the cutting point however much mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. So she cut off about 10 perforated sheets from the, a roll of toilet paper. And mm-hmm. then we had to tell them the rules of the game. I was like, the rules of the game is um, however many sheets of toilet paper you took out, you have to tell me one nice thing about you. Mm. So it depended on how much you had in your hand. You could have three of those. <laughs> you could have 300. So she had 10. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she looked like a um, pretty decent, confident girl. I thought she was going to mm-hmm. be like, I'm pretty, I'm this, I'm a dancer. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, mm. when she started it, mm-hmm. she could not say not one nice thing about herself. Wow. And I think that, and that's what makes it such a powerful icebreaker mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you have to find something. You have to be positive and, and 
mm-hmm. have so much self-love within yourself that you have mm-hmm. to be, you, you have to have the courage enough to be like, I am this, I am that. And not mm-hmm. a lot of people, you don't realize mm-hmm. how many people can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have mm-hmm. a lot of people walking around in this world saying and proclaiming that they're confident and I love myself and I'm this, but mm-hmm. they look in the mirror and they really do hate themselves or they just, mm-hmm. like, they can't, they mm-hmm. can't find anything nice. And sometimes that has mm-hmm. to do with trauma. Yes. Sometimes mm-hmm. that has to do with, you know, uh, they may have failed at something. They don't feel good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was a test of that. It was a mm-hmm. test of self-love and how she mm-hmm. helped her self-image. And she cried because wow. she, she could not find something good to say about herself. Now, this is in front of 350, 400 kids. Mm-hmm. In her now, I'm, you know, while we're sitting there waiting, mm-hmm. being patient, we're, you know, mm-hmm. we're not bothering her. We're not pressuring her at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do come up to her behind her and, and speak in her ears. I was like, do you need any help? Is this tough mm. for you? I was like, you want to tell me why you're crying? And mm-hmm. she was like, and she finally like calmed down, took the mic. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm crying because I'm a 20 year old senior at this school. I have not been able to graduate yet with two kids. And I don't mm. know my, my um, kids' fathers. I don't know my baby wow. father. So I can't find anything good to say about myself because I shouldn't be 20 in high school. I shouldn't have two kids. I shouldn't be living mm. in a halfway house. Mm. So she felt like a complete failure. Mm. But um, we rallied everybody in that room because the whole room got quiet. Wow. Because I think some people didn't know she was 20. I think mm-hmm. some people didn't know she had two kids, mm. you know, because um, she appeared young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everybody was shouting out words as she was. They were like, "You're beautiful. You can wow. do this." So she mm. made everybody cry. Mm, 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 mm. Woo! I mean, like thinking about it, I'm crying. Wow. Uh, but like uh, a couple of months later, a year later, we got like mm. good progress report from her. She's mm-hmm. doing well. Good. Uh, she graduated high school. Oh, wow. In a community college. And she, wow. was like, she was like, thank you for that day. That was, you know, I never really heard anybody say something positive to me. You got a mm. whole, you know, auditorium to tell me what I mm. didn't know that I am and what I know deep inside I am, but I needed to hear it because mm. obviously nobody was telling her that. Mm. So mm. that was powerful. Um mm. That and a bunch of other things I've done. I've, I've worked as an education consultant with, mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, uh, Jackie Robinson School, PS375 in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I do like entrepreneurship workshops. And mm-hmm. uh, about four of the girls in the, uh, actually about six of the girls in the classroom are Haitian, like me. Mm-hmm. And, okay. um, <laughs> they don't really know that they are not really mastered in the English language. So when mm-hmm. I came in and I introduced myself, I was like, hey, I'm Miss Roxy. I've mm-hmm. been in radio and I did all that surface stuff. But when mm-hmm. it came to me telling them that I was Haitian, all their mm-hmm. eyes lit up because they were like, somebody <laughs> that understands our language. Mm-hmm. So um, the teachers came to me after that first day that I had met them. And they were like, the fact that you told them that you were Haitian, they love you. Mm-hmm. Um, they can relate to you. They don't feel bad about speaking in their accents in front of you. And by oh, the end wow. of that entrepreneurship program, because they had to do a presentation in front of their school too. Mm-hmm. Uh, these mm-hmm. were girls that would not stand in front of the classroom and do a presentation. These were girls wow. that would not talk. These were girls mm. that sat in the corner. Mm. 
they did the presentation at the end of the school year and presented the hell out of what they were presenting in front of the schools. <laughs> and they were like, if it wasn't for Miss Roxy, who says, it's fine that you sound like this because I was an ESL student too, then we wouldn't have the confidence to do this in front of y'all. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, wow. It's like representation. Mm-hmm. Words are powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And how mm-hmm. you use your words and how mm-hmm. you say your words are so powerful. So if you mm-hmm. give somebody the confidence that mm-hmm. they didn't think they had, if you just mm-hmm. push somebody, you don't know their potential. Mm-hmm. And I saw it it's in that true. 20-year-old girl and I saw it in those six Haitian little girls where mm-hmm. they, those six Haitian girls never heard Mm. Anybody in that whole school in PS375, it's, it's mm. all right. You know, mm. you can you can speak in an accent. Do you know what Brooklyn is? Brooklyn is literally <laughs> Little Haiti. So how do you, how mm. are you guys even mm. fearing or shaming speaking in an accent when half of your this block hardly <laughs> speaks English? But mm. they're getting by and they're getting through and they're owning businesses and they're owning pate bakeries and they're owning this. Mm. And they didn't know that. And mm-hmm. that was a thing. If they knew that, they mm-hmm. would have thrived a long time ago. Mm. A part of me was like upset being that they were mm-hmm. in the heart of Brooklyn, not mm-hmm. knowing their surroundings. Mm. You know, not knowing that. And I, I gave them a perfect example. I was like, do you know I grew up on East 29th um, and Flatbush Avenue? That's down the block from this school. Mm. Wow. Like, I was around the block from Haitian restaurant one, two, three. Mm. That didn't deter me. Mm-hmm. I had to teach my parents English mm-hmm. while mm. I was learning English. Wow. I was like, if I can do that at six years old, you can mm. do that in the sixth grade. Mm. Mm. So, um, and they thought about it like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like they looked at it in a different perspective. Like, wow, she mm-hmm. had to do it younger than us. Mm. So, mm-hmm. Meaning we have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, six years old is mm-hmm. way younger mm-hmm. than 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to put things in perspective mm-hmm. for kids. You do. You do. So they can see it, right. you know, right. from their perspective. I right. recall one time, and that's powerful, Roxy. Kudos to you. Thank God you are here mm-hmm. doing what you are called to do because you're changing mm-hmm. lives. I remember a story of a teacher telling me that she had given some students homework and their parents, very young parents, came and told her, the next day when the homework was due mm-hmm. that they couldn't do the homework because they didn't have any pens or pencils in the wow. house. And she said to them, you know, uh, first of all, yeah, first of all, that's something you could even call me and I would make sure you have the supplies. Right. But don't allow that to deter your children from learning our ancestors wanted to learn and could not right if they were caught learning they would be severely punished so some of them snuck out at night using moonlight rocks and sticks in the dirt to try to learn how to write and that's what she told the parents and she never had that issue again And so you're right, meeting them where they are so they can understand from that, their perspective Mm -hmm. will loose them from that form of psychological captivity, I think. 
I know you're right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and sometimes all it takes is, I know we already talked about it already, but all it That's takes all right. is talking about a story, like yes. your, your personal testimony, like mm-hmm. you're, cause you're never too far away from somebody else's experiences either. Even if you mm-hmm. think, even if you think that you are, cause even, you know, some rich people have a story before they got rich, right? That's right. Everybody has a story to where they got to before they got Mm -hmm. there. You don't just, uh, you're not just born like with Mm -hmm. a million dollars. You're not born. (laughs) Some people are born with a silver spoon, (laughs) but but not everybody is. Some people are self-made. So Mm -hmm. um, that's why it's important for for kids to be exposed to everywhere. The number one thing I Mm -hmm. say whenever I go into an assembly or if I'm just talking to people for career day or Mm -hmm. mentoring someone is you got to get out the box. Yes. You cannot stay in in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. all your life. You cannot stay Mm -hmm. in this part of Brooklyn all your life. Mm -hmm. You cannot stay with these friends all your life. Mm -hmm. You cannot stay with, you know, like imagine doing the same thing every day, three, Mm -hmm. five, every. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. I was like, Mm -hmm. get up and go study Mm -hmm. abroad. Get up Mm -hmm. and take yourself Mm -hmm. to an island you'd never go to. Get up Mm -hmm. and read a Mm -hmm. book that you'd never read. Get up Mm -hmm. and make friends with somebody Mm -hmm. who's interested in. I don't know, bioengineering and not just mm. doing hair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. something different. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And and what's the beauty of what you just shared with us about the 20-year-old young lady, you gave her the tools. Everybody pitched in. Everybody pitched in. That was the lovely you gave part. Her the t- yes, gave her tools. But here's the other part, Roxy. She used them. Clearly, she right. used it. and Thank that's God what she knew how to. Exactly, exactly. So instead of being a uh, victim, if you will, that's certainly not the term I want to use, but just for for our speaking of a negative thought, you could take a stand against that and remember some of the words that were spoken in that auditorium. You're beautiful. You're great. You're this. I tell you, the power of positivity or positive reinforcement, that has a lot of power. It has a lot of power. It has a lot of power. So since we're speaking about education, please tell our audience. I I tell you, I'm talking to a super duper scholar here. (laughs) I just like to learn. I don't like to get out the classroom. Classrooms are safe. Kind of, kind of, <laughs> depending on who's teaching you. Um, yeah, I've been, I, I just joked with my friend this morning. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, let me get my thoughts together so I can tell you exactly <laughs> how the conversation went. That'll make okay. sense. Well, uh, we'll we, we, we have to take another commercial break, but please don't forget to share this episode on social media. You're listening to Talk with Tara, powered by African-American Women in Cinema right here on Rudy Radio. Hi, I'm Dan O'Shea, Executive Director for Maureen's Haven Homeless Outreach. It is our mission to support the homeless in our community. We provide an emergency winter shelter program, a day center, and support services to help the homeless in our community. With your help, we can continue to provide services so critically needed to the homeless in our community. Please visit www.morningshaven.org or call us at 631-727-683. Welcome back to Talk with Tara. I am Tara Renee from African American Women in Cinema. And today we're talking with 
Roxy Digital. Before we went to break, we were talking about wonderful, wonderful background in education, and she has a story to share with us. Roxy. Right. So I was saying, I was talking to my friend this morning and he joked, he was like, you're like a career scholar. And I was like, oh, thanks. Backhanded <laughs> compliments. But um, if I'm starting from the age of 18, when I started college, I've been in school for 20 years. Wow. And because uh, my ass decided to get a bachelor's, two <laughs> master's, go study abroad, wow. a doctor. Wow. Um, I like to say I do like to learn a lot. Mm -hmm. Like really, you mm -hmm. have to love to learn. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit of a different kind of crazy to mm -hmm. be in school for 20 years <laughs> after junior high. I mean, I mean after <laughs> high school. After high school, you have to be that crazy. Um, so, and I've learned mostly in the field of media, mm -hmm. you know, and radio and television. But mm -hmm. as I get older, which I'm, I am now. I've switched mm -hmm. to, you know, funny enough, it's kind of like we're ending this the way I started it. You know mm -hmm. how I told you I left the field of Spanish and education to come to mm -hmm. radio. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, as I get older, I'm preparing for the transition to not really leave radio, but mm -hmm. give it a little rest and let it mm -hmm. move, <laughs> go back into education. Mm. But uh, this time, not in the teaching capacity. Mm -hmm. um, what I am in school for now is instructional leadership and curriculum oh, design. Wow. My goal is to work with my concentration and my dissertation is uh, working closely with ELL kids. And ELL stands mm -hmm. for English Language Learning. Or mm -hmm. in the past, we used to call it English as a Second Language, ESL. Mm -hmm. And um, funny enough, also relating back to the stories I just told you about the 16 <laughs> girls. Mm -hmm. um, they were kind of my motivation to get into this program because mm -hmm. I was noticing every time I got into schools, mm -hmm. and yeah, we would speak to a heavy population of black and brown students, men, mm -hmm. uh, young women and men, but mm -hmm. we would also be talking to a lot of immigrant students. Mm -hmm. By immigrant students, I mean the students from the islands, mm -hmm. um, you know, whether they were Spanish speaking or yes, English speaking, but limited in English. So I noticed mm -hmm. that a lot, at least mm -hmm. on my end. I don't know about my partner. I noticed that a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, I noticed a lot of them were Haitian. Mm -hmm. and, um, because I do speak uh, several different languages, one of them being Haitian Creole, I was like, you know, nobody's catering to these kids mm -hmm. and these classrooms in the way that they learn and how they should learn mm -hmm. and the use of the English language and how creative you can get to getting them to be comfortable in speaking mm -hmm. the English language. So I was like, mm -hmm. I think if I do revisit going back to school for the craziest 70th time in my life, <laughs> it should be on focusing on these kids and helping them to learn in ways that they mm -hmm. are confident Mm -hmm. in going out into the real world and expressing mm -hmm. themselves. So my concentration is on um, developing a program that focuses on positive language acquisition, language positivity, mm -hmm. and creating a culturally responsive uh, education atmosphere. So mm -hmm. where they're in the class and they feel com comfortable in being the student that raises their hand that says, I want to read this or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I want to learn about this. I want to learn more about this or mm -hmm. how I used to do the entrepreneurship workshops. And like, I want to learn how to, you know, um, start a business and bring it mm -hmm. back to my country. 
Mm-hmm. Bring mm-hmm. the dollars and the opportunities back to my native country, or people mm-hmm. of my community that come from my native country. Mm-hmm. So I create that, and the language positivity and ang- acquisition portion is the most crucial part of um, what I'm focusing on because I want them to say, you know, I I want the kids who speak another language, despite mm-hmm. what it is. I'm just focusing mm-hmm. on, you know, immigrant Caribbean immigrant students, but no matter mm-hmm. who it is, mm-hmm. to say. I am proud. I'm a proud immigrant student mm-hmm. getting education here because, you know, this country was built on the backs of us. Mm. So I want them to learn the reverse of what we've been hearing in this country, where you know mm-hmm. we want you out, we don't want you here. Mm-hmm. So I want mm-hmm. I want them to hear the exact reverse. Mm-hmm. We want you here. We want you here. Yes. To help yes. our country be greater. Yes. So time I approach them, I approach them on some. Do you know how important you are? Mm-hmm. Mm. Voices, mm. even if your voice sounds different from mm. Karen's voice, even if your mm-hmm. voice sounds different from Chad's mm-hmm. voice, mm-hmm. you're just mm-hmm. as important. Mm-hmm. So that's why the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the work I've done through undergraduate and graduate is important. Mm-hmm. This is my most important work because it's my life's work. Because mm-hmm. I sat back and looked at it this morning as I was joking with my friend, and I was like, "Yeah, I've done a lot of media. I've done a lot in 16 years. Yeah, working. Yes, but if I really look at it, what I'm doing now, even though I've only been in the program for two years, this is my life's work. Why? Because this is something I'm involving myself in something that I've been all my life. Mm-hmm. So I've been Haitian all my life. I've been able to speak another language all my life." Mm-hmm. All my life, mm-hmm. so I'm taking everything I've known all my life mm-hmm. and throwing it into my research. So that's why it's my life's work, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what's important. And I don't think I realized that until like a couple of months ago. That I'm like, oh, look at the interesting circle I just I just mm-hmm. created for myself. I just came mm-hmm. back to what I think God was telling me you were supposed to do. Mm. That's it amazing. just I just took a couple of detours and did something <laughs> I really wanted to do mm-hmm. my other passion was radio and that's cool mm-hmm. he gave me that opportunity he's like go ahead go to your little BLS <laughs> and go to your little radio 1039 go have fun it was kind of like God saying go wild out I don't want to go to the club but we got to get serious again come on back stuff, so yeah but that um, is amazing that's amazing, Roxy. Could you tell the audience what you're working on now? I know we, we you told us about your wonderful uh, opportunity program that, mm-hmm. I mean, just mind-blowing. So we're definitely looking forward to that. But what other things can you share? Or if you want to elaborate more on that. So there is the co- uh, I co-found the No Disrespect program, which has mm-hmm. been in existence since 2014, so about seven years. But mm-hmm. I just uh, founded the Self-IC project, mm. which is mm. a part of my doctoral program because mm-hmm. I started it uh, in my doctoral program. I started mm-hmm. it in 2019. So mm-hmm. it's like, this is what's going to become the center that I want to open. This is going to become the ambassador program that I want to open. This is going to become the course I want to mm-hmm. um, include in curriculums around schools in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. So Self-IC is my life's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a play off of the word self-esteem. 
Mm, mm -hmm, Uh, because mm -hmm. that's what I'm bringing to the kids who don't believe in themselves, whether it be because I speak in an accent and nobody understands me Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, I don't know if I can do this because I come from a poor background or Mm -hmm. just as simple as the young 20 year old I told you about. I don't believe Mm -hmm. I can do it because uh, I may have already passed my prime and I'm 20 and Mm -hmm. it's too late. So um, that's what I want kids mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. into this program and and mm-hmm. how to learn in their own way yes that's how important in their own way not the way that we put the these lesson mm-hmm. plans and curriculum that we put in these schools and you have to go by this and take the regions mm-hmm. and take the SATs mm-hmm. I don't want the whole standard I hated standardized tests I hated mm-hmm. um you know having to be um judged and and everything calculated off of this numerical score that I got on this test to put me in this classroom to signify me and and categorize me as special education and and this and that I hated that Mm -hmm. um, because I I was much smarter than that Mm -hmm. Um, and and I and I proved myself that through getting into programs and doing things and writing papers that people were like wow you come at this topic in such a unique and creative way. And I was like, yes, because mm-hmm. I don't think like everybody else. I don't need mm-hmm. that, you know, 12, 13, 1400 SAT to prove that I can do amazing things and become mm-hmm. an engineer. And so I want that component in the schools. I want mm-hmm. um, students to just feel confident enough to say, I'm going to make it all the way through the top, even if I fail a couple of times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I just want people to know that it is the best accomplishment to even try. Yes. Because um, that's so a perfect example of that. I've mm-hmm. applied to things that I've continued to get denied at and said no mm-hmm. at and uh, just tried again in a different way and got mm-hmm. through that, got through those doors in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've always been that person who, mm-hmm. even if somebody says no, I'll find another way for somebody else to say yes. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, interesting, just a real quick, interesting story that's mm-hmm. off topic from this. Mm-hmm. I went to California for my birthday this year. I mm. snuck away mm-hmm. <laughs> for the pandemic and got on the plane. <laughs> and I was at um, uh, Palos Verdes mm-hmm. uh, uh, hiking trail. Mm-hmm. And my friend is an avid hiker. She goes on mountains. She don't care. She will go mm-hmm. down the steepest mountain and be like, yeah. And I'm looking at her <laughs> like, no, I'm not dying for you. Um, so she told me to go down with her and hike down mm-hmm. with her. This very steep, rocky, rocky mm-hmm. hiking trail. Mm-hmm. And I refused. I was crying. I was shaking. Mm-hmm. I was shaking. And she was mm-hmm. not making fun of me, but she was mm-hmm. like, you know, she, she was trying to provoke me and get me to get down mm-hmm. by saying this. She was like, you know, only the strongest people can do this. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. So you can stay where you are and I'll continue to go. Wow. I was, like, I was like, all right, this is how you can get me. All right. You think you can intimidate me by telling me I'm too weak to go down. So it's kind of like what I just said. I was like, I'm yeah. going to get down there mm-hmm. just my way. Mm-hmm. There you go. So what she didn't know what I was doing is that I peeped that there was another way through the trail that I could get down <laughs> to where she was at. <laughs> so I kept walking and I found another way and I walked mm-hmm. around. I had mm. to climb some rocks, some steep rocks, mm-hmm. but they weren't mm-hmm. as steep as what she had originally told me to go down. Because mm-hmm. there was a part of the hiking trail where if I missed mm-hmm. a step, mm-hmm. Tara, if I missed a step, mm-hmm. 
you know, you know what I'm going to say next. You could die, really, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it was if you don't know what you're doing and you go hiking for the first time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, you're not lucky. You just wow. perish. So mm -hmm. I went down the safer way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I got all the way around to her. Wow. And she was like, how did you get down here? I was like, mm -hmm. there's always another way. Mm. So mm. I, that was my get back. I was like, oh, you want to call me? And there is another way? Girl, you just take you just took the dangerous way. And it was funny before I found the 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 second safer way to get there. Two older women were walking mm. by me and they were like, Is that your friend? They were like, She's crazy. Thank God you didn't go down there with her. And I was like, what? Yeah, I see another way down. And she was like, they were like, go do that and, and we'll pray for both for the both of you. But thank wow. God you didn't do that. She was like, because we were thinking, uh, it was two older ladies. They said, we were thinking of doing it. And then we saw that sharp turn. And, mm. you know, say if you, your leg gives out or something happens, you cramp up, you're done. Mm. And they were right. And that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, I'm a person that thinks of the what ifs. Whereas mm. people that take bigger risks, like my friend, she's a risk taker. She, mm. She'll jump out of plane without a parachute. Mm. And that's all good and dandy for her. Mm -hmm. But for me... <laughs> You know, I kind of like to plan logically and be a little bit more practical, even though I have an adventurous side. My adventurous side even has a plan. Um, yeah, always have, wow. a, always have a plan. Always do it your way. Even mm. if it, it's not going to get you to that way quicker. Because sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. slow and steady wins the race. Mm -hmm. I won the mm -hmm. race mm -hmm. just differently than she mm -hmm. did that morning. And that's why I'm still mm -hmm. here with you today. <laughs> Well, thank God for that. Thank Let's God for point that out. Those, yes. <laughs> thank God for sending those angels to Listen. just reaffirm. Right. There are angels in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing. That is some kind of power. Uh, Roxy, can you please share with the audience, how can they follow you and like you on your social media platforms? Well, look, I am all over this social media thing. Um, you can find me all across the board on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Roxy Digital. That is R-O-X-I-E Digital. Again, Roxy Digital, R-O-X-I-E Digital. And I apologize in advance. I post a lot. <laughs> um, sometimes I could get ratchet, but... Because of the days and times that we are in now, a lot of it has to do with activism. And I'm exposing a lot of people that um, do some really great work and leaders that are really at the forefront of making sure that we end this injustice. So um, you'll learn a lot. You'll learn a that lot. Is so, Thank you. And so I just want to collaborate with people so if people could connect and we can put our heads together and create stuff. That would be great, especially in the Black community. We need to collaborate. Excellent. Well, I don't know where the time went, but they're telling me that we have to go. And thank you so much for listening to Talk with Tara. I am Tara Renee from African-American Women in Cinema Organization. You can visit us at www.aawic.org. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and like us on Facebook. Talk with Tara is made possible by Rude Rangers Entertainment. Our creative director is Rudy J. Breedy. Please don't forget to like and share this episode with as many people as possible. We sincerely appreciate you joining us today and wish you continued peace, blessings, and prosperity. See you next episode.